Hi, it's Jason Waters and welcome to my Mortgage Minute. Today I have Rick Hale, excited for you to be here, Rick. Welcome aboard. Thanks, happy to be here, Jason. Thanks for having me. So Rick is with the Heart of Atlanta group, uh, a Keller Williams office. I want you to tell us a little bit about your company and your agency first. Yeah, I've got, so I'm the uh, principal owner of five locations for Keller Williams Realty um, and a couple of small um, business centers, which is like a small version of an office. Uh, 1,200 agents, we do one point, what do we do? 3.1 billion in transactions, about 12,000 units a year um, in the metro Atlanta market. That's a little bit of volume, I would say. Yeah, we're crushing it. That's awesome. That's Thanks. Awesome. How'd you get in the real estate business? That's a good question. In 1996, I had long hair. I was 30 years old trying to make it in the music business, and that was a failed uh, experiment, not in the sense that the music was failed, but making it in terms of financial opportunity and really uh, providing for my family. Sure. So instead of staying the course with that, I had a friend who happened to go into real estate the year before in 1995 and in his first year earned a six figure return and uh, kind of pulled me aside and said, hey, this is like candy from a baby with our personalities. We both kind of came from a sales, you know, stock style of, you know, connecting with people and like people and I decided it would be a segue career and that I could do that for a while. I enjoyed houses and architecture and I love people. And I'd been in you know, Atlanta for a long time and knew enough people that I had a good database starting place. Sure. So that's how I did it. That's yeah, awesome. I started out as a salesperson and four years later, a friend invited me to help open the very first Keller Williams office here in Atlanta, Georgia. And after investing in the first office, I uh, decided my real gift and talent was leadership and I wanted to grow people and educate and inspire. So I uh, got permission and opportunity to open a Keller Williams office of my own in 2001, another in 2003 and another in 05. So I had three offices and then the market shifted and it took a minute to get back on the uh, development path. But in 10, I bought an office in 2012 and 13, two more. Okay. So that's how it happened. That's exciting. Yeah. I, um, understand your 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 pathway there i started out as a loan officer and then kind of been now i have five loan officers that report to me and and it just kind of grows and grows and i really gotten that's a tough transition period of like when you're still producing but you're also coaching and trying to marry all that together so um, Agreed. i'm not where you are but maybe i'm on my way yeah man it's progress not perfection that makes it happen well, you might, and by the way, you might have cut your hair off, but you still got more than me. So, I'm a little <laughs> um, so real quickly, let's check, just like temperature check on the market. Um, I haven't seen anything change lately where, I mean, every offer, I mean, I'm still seeing there's 20 offers, offers on a, on a listing. It goes for 50,000 above asking price. Have you seen anything change in that regard? No, not significantly. Um, you know, maybe it's slow to the extent it doesn't sell in three days. It takes four days, yeah. but um, no, it's hot as hot gets, especially in key areas. I mean, real estate's really a, uh, a local experience. So you have to be careful saying it's hot because I've had situations where certain suburban areas are a little less hot than others and new construction competes where it doesn't in town. And, but, you know, with the rising cost in building materials, it makes resale values really attractive right now. So yeah, we're seeing 10, 15, 20 offers on a property. A lot of them are non-contingent or pre, fully pre-approved and uh, subject only to showing up and signing paperwork. So we're finding that the more qualified, more cash-like you look, the better you are, which is why choosing a lender really matters that can get the job done. Yeah, I like cash-like. The, 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 
because in the end of the day, the seller wants to get their money. They don't really care if that wire comes from a cash buyer or the wire comes from a lender. They just want to get their money. And a lender adds a little more risk in there because what happens if something happens? So I get that. So I'm always saying we have to be pre-approved. Yeah. I need all the documents up front. We run it through underwriting. We make you look like a cash buyer, even if you're not. And then you sweeten the pot some other way. So Exactly. Whether it's earnest money or deadlines, timelines, fewer contingencies, those things all, they matter. Yeah, I'm doing zero day contingencies now um, because I, I, I'm out of underwriting in 24 hours. So I'm out of underwriting before they're out of due diligence. You know, that's one of the things I'm doing. Uh, we're offering a $25 guarantee to the seller saying, if we don't close and it's our fault, we're going to write your check for $2,500. Like yeah. anything we can do to just, you know, be competitive in that market and help our buyers win. Yep. So, um, all right. Well, so what's fascinated me about you are like all the other things that you do besides run the real estate business. So kind of dive into some of your, your other entrepreneurial ventures and so forth. I think you've written a book and all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, obviously I'm in the business, so real estate's a natural. So I do some investing with multifamily and some commercial investing. I've also bought and built and, and partnered on um, some offices, office buildings that we occupy as owner occupants. Um, and along the way, um, along the way, I've actually written a book. It's not published yet. We're on the headed to editing and, and final review, but I'm excited to report that it's close. And it's, and it's what I've learned is that people often underestimate what they can do in five years and vastly overestimate what they can do in a year. And what happens is you set annual goals and then somewhere in November, December, you recognize you're falling short and you just hit the reset button and yeah. you lose sight of the bigger picture, sometimes going back to micro goals. And so I love to help people get really, really granular and clear about where they want to land in five years so that as they truck through their annual goals, it's okay not to hit every annual goal as long as the core of who you are, what you are and where you're going is intact and reaching for that five-year bigger version of yourself. Yeah. And I think when you stay the course there, you end up with a much better outcome and it's also more fulfilling. I think you're right. I started, I can't, you would probably know this book. Is it the, it's not 10X, but you know, this Grant Cardone's book, 10X, but then there's maybe the 90 day year work year. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, four month work year. Is yeah, that four, the one? Four, yeah. Four month. Yeah. Yeah. I've read that. Yeah. It's about yeah. hyper. It's about sprinting and making sure that you, you know, compact your goals for the most exactly. part. So, yeah, so that you that. earn the right to do what you want when you want. And that's part of the five year thing too, that, you know, at some point, if you're always running the rat race and you're just spinning the wheel, you never really know, you know, how do you know when you're there? Like, how do you know when it's really time to, to turn left instead of right with your career or to create options and opportunity? And mm -hmm. a big part of this is, is enabling enough passive income to fund and fuel your life so that you truly do have freedom and choice. I think, and I think you're right without the passive income and that could come by owning a company or owning a, when you get on a business, you can own real estate. There's multiple ways to do it. And people mm -hmm. don't think outside the box on how they could do it. Yeah. Um, but you're right without the passive income, you're just, you're, you have a job, you know, you have a job. Well, so, there's a great book called the Cash Flow quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. And it speaks directly to that. I highly recommend you read it. If, if, you know, folks that are listening, if you haven't, and it just talks about migrating from having a job to being self-employed to having a business and then ultimately having investments. So in the, the quadrants on the far right of the four boxes are, are owning a business and investments. And the goal, in my humble opinion, to having freedom and that ability to do what you want when you want is to build enough stock in the right side of that equation 
And interesting, the owner of our company, Gary Keller, taught me years ago that the definition of a business is something you can leave, Jason, for six months or longer. When you come back, it's as good or better. Yep. And uh, if you can't leave and come back, you're still in sales and still an operator. And that's yeah. another litmus. You're 100% right. And that's what I'm trying to build. Like, like for my team, I may not, I don't have to own the company to own my business. Correct. Like, you, know, um, I can, you can build a business with sustainable income without even owning the business. So uh, you can do that really well in my, what I do and in what you do. And so um, you, you got to figure out how to do it. So that's it. Well, I have a team now that I've had since 1996. Remember, I started in sales. And yeah. the assumption is when I moved into management and training and, I, you know, coaching and consulting and training is my favorite, favorite thing to do. Um, unfortunately, training and consulting, you know, there's a ceiling on how much you can make in that environment as an employee, where on the sales side, it's almost unlimited if you're really leveraged and do a good job with personal marketing, branding and all of that. And so um, my migration into management didn't take away the income from sales because I created a team and that team runs autonomously and I hired a leader for that team. And now I just share my gifts periodically, but not every day. And uh, it, my team sells anywhere from 30 to $50 million in, in sales volume every year. And I don't list or show buyers homes anymore. And there's a great book by Gary Keller called the millionaire real estate agent. And it is a blueprint for how to build a robust, powerful team. And it works in any, any industry where, you know, leads, listings and leverage and you're, you just substitute listings for whatever source that draws the business. But, you know, leads and leverage are everything. You're right. And then the rest are the people puzzle and how to support and create a service model that's winning. I've, I have read the book and I've read his real estate investment book as well. So I think they're cool. Both yeah, good stuff. It shaped my, my perception and my ability to win for sure. Right. Um, I also bought, speaking of, I just bought my kids the cash flow quadrant board game. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. To talk to like a fellow like evangelist of, of these beliefs and like understanding like self improvement and understanding that, you know, 10x and all that stuff. So, this is it's a great conversation. It's good to know you're not alone. You know? I think it's brilliant that you did that. That's cool. That's yeah. not everybody's aware. There is a board game that you can play with your family, friends, even your, we even bring agents in occasionally play that game just to make sure they have their head around leverage and what real estate can do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, knowledge for the sake of just knowledge is great on trivia night, but it's not necessarily applicable to earning a great living or having great passive income. That's right. That's right. And there's not, speaking of uh, leverage, there's not much other than real estate that can provide that kind of return and that kind of leverage. So, exactly right. And with low rates, some, you know, uh, I have people that are skeptical right now because they say, oh, it's prices are too high. I said, well, there's no guarantee they're coming back down and they probably not. So, but I will guarantee that rates are going up. Um, that's the only, only piece I could offer on that. So. Yeah, it's virtually guaranteed. I mean, they can't stay this low forever. And Obviously, you know, to some degree, it's manipulated and managed to make sure we don't suffer extreme inflation and, you know, topple the house of cards. But, you know, a few trillion dollars of gifted money. I mean, there's an impact that's coming. There is a horizon where, you know, the apex of perfect rates and perfect pricing rarely shows up. But because of low rates, you've got the, uh, the affordability piece still makes sense in many cases. It does. It does. Any parting uh, thoughts for us before we go? We're almost out of time. 
I mean, at this point, it, the perfect house and the perfect neighborhood and quality of life, if that's, you know, your driver, I wouldn't hesitate to write offers and just be aware you may have to do things uniquely and creatively with your real estate agent and with your lender to make sure you're poised, like you said, to look cash-like or the most capable borrower in the stack. And so my advice is make sure you're armed and with uh, the best professionals you can you can put by your left and right side. And, and, you know, it may take three or four houses to get the right one. It may be the first one. And so timing and timing is a big deal and a little bit of luck, but obviously you can tip the scales of luck with professionals with your, at your service. Agreed. And I will never say enough good stuff about real estate agents, people that try to do it themselves, especially right now, uh, they're not going to come out as well. So, yeah. It's not as easy as it looks on the outside looking in for sure. No, nothing is, is it? No. So, all right. Well, thank you for coming on. How can folks get in touch with you? Uh, Rick at RickHale.com, R-I-C-K at R-I-C-K-H-A-L-E.com. It's the easiest okay. way to find me. Great. And you can awesome. Me on social media, Jason Waters, uh, look up Mortgage Minute, look up Cash Flow on any social media platform. You can call me at 404-403-8787. So until next time, take care.